Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. Amen. Last week we started a series on the believer's authority. We learned a few things about the authority that God has given to us. We learned about the difference between power and authority. And when Jesus was ascending, when he finished his assignment here on earth and was going, one of the things he did was he delegated that authority to every believer. How many believers? Every believer. He transferred the authority. He said all authority in heaven and earth and underneath the earth. We learned last week also that the authority that was given was given to every believer it wasn't given to some special kind of people, not people who are gifted in praying, not people who are called into ministry alone, not people who have a special anointing in a particular area alone. It was given to every believer, everyone that calls on the name of the Lord, everyone that is saved had been given that authority. Let's quickly look at that scripture because it's our foundational scripture in Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. We learned a lot of things from that scripture. Can we put it on the screen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and on the earth. All power. All power. That word power there is really authority. All authority. That's it. In the Greek subsidiary, the original interpretation of power here is authority. And we described authority as delegated power. And authority is as powerful as the power behind it. Praise God. I'll take that again. Authority is as powerful as what? The power that is backing it up. Authority is simply delegated power. Amen. It's power that has been delegated to somebody. That power delegated is called authority. Praise God. Amen. We use a policeman, for example, that uh, policeman uh, directing traffic. We say, what power is backing that police person? Why would somebody who doesn't have the physical strength to stop a vehicle, for example, is standing in front of a vehicle and telling the vehicle to go left or go right, and the vehicle has to obey? It's because of the power that is backing that person. What's the kind of power backing that person? The power of the constitution of the whole of Canada the power of the parliament, the power of the prime minister, the power that backs up the, 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 the country of Canada itself is what is backing up that officer standing before the vehicle. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you dare not violate it because the whole strength of the constitution will come after that individual that violates it. The same thing God is making us understand here. When you say all power has been given, what is the power backing that authority? 
when he's saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go on. Verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And that is the, the backing that is so important that we must take note of. We emphasized this last week, saying that that authority is as good. If you want to know how powerful an authority is, you have to check the power backing that authority. And here we are, God telling us something that he has given us all authority in heaven, on earth, underneath the earth. He has given us all authority. And we want to check the power backing that authority. Now, according to this scripture you have read, what is the power backing this authority? What's the power? Whose power is backing this thing? God's power. The whole of heaven is backing it. What makes God, God himself, is backing this power. And this is what we need to let sink into our spirit. That this is not just a gainsay. It is the truth. It is the gospel truth. The power of the heavens. The power of the almighty God is what is backing you in this instance. All authority has been given to you. Not to that powerful man of God. Not to your pastor. Not is given to every believer. Every believer. This authority belongs to us. Whether we realize it or not as Christians, it is ours. The difference between A and B is, the only difference is one is exercising that authority. Somebody else is not. And this spiritual thing does not come automatically. It's not automatic. It only works for those who exercise it. That was the emphasis last week. That we must go into exercising that authority. Praise God. You don't exercise. When we don't exercise the authority, it's a form of unbelief. It's a form of, well, you know, I don't totally believe it. Yes, power is given to me, but not that much. And that's why sometimes we draw back. Because what you don't truly believe in, you don't exercise yourself in it. You're exercising yourself constantly and consistently. It's a proof that you believe in this thing. You believe in it. Praise God. What are we called? Are we not called believers? Yeah, so let's start behaving like one. Not unbelievers. So you need to exercise or enforce that authority. It does not work automatically. You need to exercise yourself in it. Praise the Lord. Only knowledge that is acted upon brings result. Amen. And so on and so forth. I don't want to take too much time on what we did last week. Please go over the notes and God will bless you. Was there any assignment I gave you last week? Let's check. Assignments last week. What was the assignment I gave you last week? 
Amen. Assignment, yes. No, no, no. Sunday is different. I know what I'm saying. This is Friday. Last week, Friday. Ah. Who remembers the assignment I gave you last week, Friday? Nobody remembered? I didn't give you any assignment last Friday. All right. Praise God. Uh, it's part of the exercise. It's part of the exercise. It's part of the exercise. All right. All right. Praise God. Uh, but I will give you one after today, so pay attention. All right? Praise God. All right. One of, going to today's uh, message, or before we go into it, I wanted to do a quick review. Uh, okay, let me just take one or two review cases. All right. Can somebody, let's just quickly bounce off ourselves one or two things we learned last week. So who can tell me one thing that you learned that really touched you, that you went home with? Praise God. That you went home with last week on Believer's Authority. Yes, I'm waiting. Praise God. I'm waiting. One thing that you learned that blessed you about believers' authority. Who is going to bail us out? Because everybody is shy now, but I know when one person talks, he will open up the can and everybody will start remembering. Where is Sister Vic Victorine? Victorine always helps us out in such a time like this. Where is Victorine? Hmm? Ah. She's not in the house. God will love to help us. Okay, Sister TJ. authority. One was um, to understand what God says about the situation. So spending time in God's word and um, believing that word, speaking the word out, proclaiming the word out and um, long enough for you to get a conviction about the situation that you're in and also hanging around people of faith, people that don't encourage your wrongdoings, people that you know encourage you to stay in the faith. In the word. Very in the word, good. yes. Let's, let's clap for her. That's a very good one. That's one of in the world. Good. Yes? I know that person. Yes, sir. It's as good as the power that is backing you. Please, if you didn't write that down, write it down. Good as the power backing it. If no power, if the if you if you know the power backing the authority you have been given, aha, uh -huh, then you can step out in it. Praise God. Amen. Uh, and then uh, when you have, is that you the don't power backing you? Part of the people. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Then number two, you don't approach the devil as if you want to fight him. Yes. You approach him as a defeated foe. As you only defeated. enforce what has been done already. Praise God. You approach him from the Christ-like venue. You approach him from the standpoint of what has been done by Jesus Christ. You're not going to start fighting him. No, he's from a point of authority. God bless you. Very powerful. Very is a Christianity, this is how Christianity should be lived. It's from this point of view, from this angle. Very good. Let's appreciate when you start going that there. Yeah? Another one. We'll take one more. Very good points. I'm being blessed myself from the two contributions so far. Amen. One more. Let's take one more. God bless you, Bro Francis. Um, only, only knowledge acted upon will bring results. So in this only sense, knowledge acted upon will bring results. So, so even if we have all this knowledge, if we take no action, uh, will we still have results? No. You wanted to still say one more thing. Please help. help uh, I know you are letting bless us one more time. That's good. Praise God. Yeah. I was trying, I was actually trying to explain it, but you didn't already. Oh, you were trying to explain it. Oh, I took the explanation. Sorry. I'll go to the next one. You wait. <laughs> you, you wait till the, uh, no, say one more if you have it. All right. So instead of focusing on, um, on your self-belief that things are not really working for you, rather um, you should channel that into your trust in the Lord. And he will provide all that you need. Very good. I was waiting for that one. You know, the Bible says we should be strong in what? In the Lord. Huh? And in the power of his might. We shouldn't be strong in the situation. Oh, this is my situation. And this is so strong. No, no. We should shift focus from that situation and focus it on the Lord. Be strong in what God is able and capable of doing. I will meditate on those things. I will stay on those things. So that the joy of the Lord, so that the Lord himself can be your strength, not yourself, not the situation. Not yourself, not the situation, but the Lord himself. Amen. Thank you. Let's appreciate all the contributors. That's really good. Yes, there are baby steps, but it's good for us to all understand this foundation of Christianity, to understand the authority that we have been given as believers. Sometimes you find out that the way believers talk about the devil and what he has done, uh, people may start getting the feeling that even the devil is more powerful than God. Praise God. Sometimes you just feel that, oh, God is powerful, but let's respect the devil. You know? I remember um, there was this, whether it was a joke, whether it was reality, but it's just interesting to know that um, a group of believers, they were going uh, on a crusade. Crusade simply meaning they were going on an outreach to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ with people in some riverine areas, riverine areas. And it's known that uh, 
sometimes uh, that there are some spirits or spiritual forces that have dealings with water and water spirits. Uh, uh, maybe such places has been dedicated to demonic authorities and so on. So uh, they, they have some operations going on. Uh, they call them, uh, you've seen them before, uh, maybe in cartoons and all these things, they call them uh, mermaid or yeah, mermaid spirits, half, half human, half fish, you know. That they're, they're just demonic operations, okay? And they are related to water spirits and so on and so forth. So this group of people, they were going on this crusade or this outreach and... Uh, and uh, as they were going, you know, they were singing songs of authority, of power, of saying that he has given us authority to triumph over all the powers of the devil, and so on and so forth. So uh, they started calling different names of powers, and they would respond that is powerless power, that there's nothing they can do with them, and, uh, you know, so on and so forth, until uh, the leader of the song now said, uh, what are water spirits? And everybody kept quiet. They didn't respond that is powerless power. And what, what is happening there? Even though they believed in God, saying that God is more powerful than all, but they are trying to say, I would not risk it. Not at this time. Not at this venue. Not at this moment. I'm not going to risk it. That why should I trouble those spirits that are far away from here? <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So sometimes we forget that, look, this same devil, according to Colossians 2.15, he was stripped of honor and dignity. He was stripped of his power. God made a public show of the enemy. You see, in the ancient days, to, to understand this, you've got you to understand the times and seasons in which this Bible was written. In those days, if a kingdom should conquer another kingdom, what they do is that they would take the king of that kingdom and they would ridicule him. They would ask him to walk through the city. See your king? See your king? He said, nobody today. See your king? See the one you have been paying all your taxes to. See, the one you have been doing this thing, the one you have been doing, and make a public ridicule. That's how the, the, that kind of ridicule is. That he has been stripped of his honor. There's no more honor. When you see a king in those days, you are not even to look up. You are to, you are to, you are to bow. You are to look down. You are not to look up until he tells you to look up. Now, this same king that has been ruling for a while, because they have conquered, now they make the very first thing, the new king, or the conquering king will do is make a public ridicule. That's what the, 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 the Lord did, I mean, concerning the devil. He made a public show of it. He had been ruling before. He had been in charge. He made a public show of it. Don't ever forget that, that God had made a public show of the devil. Praise God. So he's been stripped of his honor. He's been stripped of his dignity. He's been stripped of his power. 
And since that moment, when Jesus Christ resurrected, we all resurrected with him. When he sat down at the throne, we sat down with him. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And you should have that understanding and let it sink inside of you. You and the devil, you are not mates. Praise God. Because of what Jesus has done. We must sit in the authority where Christ has placed us. Amen. I said amen. amen. You know, these, these are truths we must allow to sink in. Forget what you have heard. Forget what you have been taught. You have to stick by the word of God and stand there. This is what God says and it's final. If it's not true, he wouldn't have written it on our behalf. He wouldn't have written it for us. That the devil has been stripped of all honor and dignity and power. He has no authority over us anymore. And we must live from that angle. We must live from that perspective. We must live. Not, not that today, oh, because we are in church, we are living from that perspective. And when we get out there, we say, oh, we don't know. We don't know. We are not sure. No. You live constantly and consistently in this revelational truth. Turn with me to the book of 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Verses 8 to 9. Sincerely in our minds, in our spirit, we must put the devil where he belongs. I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes, you see, when he raises his ugly head tomorrow against you, or against an area of your life, against something somewhat you are involved in, don't go chicken out. It's the same you, it's the same authority that was given to Apostle Paul when he made a caricature of the enemy. It's the same authority that has been given to you. And you need to exercise yourself in that authority. Why? The whole power of heaven is backing who up? It's backing you up. I'll show you a greater format today. He's not only backing you. He lives on the inside of you. Come on, tell yourself, I'm doubly loaded. <laughs> Praise God. Yes, 1 Peter 5, 8 to 9. Who's got the microphone today? Okay, the next one. He said, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion... Walking about seeking whom he may devour. Listen. It says we should be sober. We should be vigilant. Why is he telling us that? Because he's a devil that won't give up. You know people who give up? It's sad to say. It's believers that want to give up. Sad to say. The devil doesn't give up. Look at him here. Look at him being described. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, is not a roaring lion, but as a roaring lion. When a lion roars, he goes after what he wants. As a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. But listen, verse 9. Whom you resist in faith... Whom you resist steadfast in the faith. Pause. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Let's leave the B part. 
but very interesting. But let's first see our first response to the devil. He's been described. You be sober. You be vigilant. Because you don't know the hour. You don't. He, he, he's, he's going to want to attack you 24-7. He's never on holiday. He's never on break. He's a if a defeated foe can be this ruthless, what about you, the winner? What about you, the champion? What about you that all authority has been given to? He knows he's lost the battle, but he doesn't give up. He's relentless. He doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. 24-7 is on it. But let me tell you the key. The key is there. As he's going about seeking whom he may devour, what did the Bible say you should do to the devil? And we're talking of believers' authority. Did the Bible say, just leave him alone. Let him be going around. There's nothing he can do. How did the Bible say you respond? To his nature, his capacity, his ability to what he does day and night. This is what he does. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's always looking for whom to devour. What should you also be doing constantly, according to this scripture? Resisting. Constantly resisting. How do you resist the devil? He said you should resist him steadfast in faith. What does it mean to be steadfast? It's Bible study. Let's break it down. What does it mean to be steadfast? Anybody who has an idea, steadfastness, what does it mean? Raise up your hand if you have the answer. Praise God. Yeah. Unmovable. Very good. Unmovable. 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 You, you can't be shaken. You too, you are focused like a laser beam. As it's focused, you too, you are focused. Whom you resist, how? Steadfastly. You are not shaking about it. You are not doubting about it. You are, you are exercising all authority about it. You resist steadfastly with every fiber in you. Not partially. Resist him constantly. Don't wait for him to do an havoc before you start resisting him. How do you resist him? You exercise your God-given authority every day. You exercise it over your children. You see? They are, they are, they are pretty angels now. Praise God. How many people have heard of the teenage challenge? All of a sudden when they turn teenagers. You've heard of that? Uh, some of you are here looking at me. When you were a teenager, you weren't too far away from being a teenager. The rebellion that comes. Praise God. You start resisting the devil now. Don't wait till when they become teenagers. They are not, you are too late. Amen? You, you start resisting it now. He's going 24-7 seeking whom he may devour. Planting sicknesses on the earth. Don't wait for sickness to come. Hello? Now that you are healthy, what should you be doing? Exercising that authority. 
They tell you so many number of women are going to have cancer, you will never be part of them. Amen. How do you make sure you are never part of them? Exercise what? Authority. When? Now. 24-7. Resist him steadfastly. He's there. You don't need a prophet to tell you. The devil is out there right now. You don't need anybody to tell you that. Seeking whom he may devour. Who do you think I number one on his list? Believers, you guys that have left his camp. And he will come. What you need. That's why you are being taught this message. To learn how to resist him steadfastly. To learn the authority you have. And when you are resisting him, you are not wasting bullets. I assure you. Some of you have settled for the next 10, the next 20 years, he can't even move near you. But 20 years is not too far. It's going to expire. That's why you keep on resisting him. You don't stop. You don't stop over your children. You don't stop over your life. You don't stop over your marriage. You don't stop over your finances. You don't stop over your health. You don't stop over your wealth. You keep on resisting him. And the Bible says when you resist him, what will he do? He will flee. Now let us, let us make you understand how the word flees. Can I think he described this a long time ago, including with um, this man of faith, uh, Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth was one day, um, he's a British plumber, a man of faith, really moved his generation very because the Bible says we resist him by look at it how do you resist him okay, steadfastly the faith in faith what is faith acting on God's word <laughs> keep on acting on the word 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 that's how he flees and what did the Bible says he will do Put it on the screen for me, please. First Peter 5, 9, now. Praise God. Okay. Um, James 4, 7. James 4, 7. I want to show you the reaction when you command the devil to flee. I mean, when you resist him, something follows. You know it's action, reaction, and there will be action again. Praise God. Look at it. Submit yourself to God, therefore. Resist the devil, and he will do what? He will flee from you. He will flee. He has no choice to resist him. He will flee. The Bible says you resist him steadfastly in faith. Now, is that flee I want to de define for you? Uh, I mean, this great man of faith, Kenneth Hagin, he has a definition of flee, which... I, I subscribe to. I think he, he himself must have learned it from this man called Smith Wigglesworth, the man of faith. One day Smith Wigglesworth left his home. He was going to the bus stop to wait for a bus. And a lady too was going to the bus stop to wait for a bus. And one dog, one pretty dog was following the, the, the lady. He said, well, I can't remember the name of the dog, but let us just, for example, say, call a, uh, who has a pet dog? Okay, Rex, somebody said Rex. 
Okay. You have a dog called Rex? You don't? That's a dog. Okay. Praise God. Okay. There's a dog name. Okay. All right. So Rex was following this lady. Say, okay, come on now. You know how dogs do it. Waggle the tail, waggle the tail, waggle the tail. Say, come on, Rex, go back home. Go back home. Rex wouldn't go back. He was still enjoying the stroll, enjoying the while waiting at the bus stop. The lady was saying, Rex, go back home. Rex wouldn't go back. He was just wagging the tail, wagging the tail. So once the boss showed up, the lady turned to Rex. Rex, go back home. And you know, when dogs are afraid, the tail will come between the legs. Oh, some of you don't have dogs. You don't know. Okay. It will come between the legs and <laughs> I run away. Then Smith Wigglesworth said, that's right. That's how to resist the devil and that's how he's going to flee from you. Praise God. There's an, from the level of authority, that's how you speak. Amen. You speak from authority to the situation, to the circumstance, and the devil will flee. Kenneth again put it this way. He says to flee means to run with terror in heart. That is, you are terrified. And the devil is terrified of us as believers. Every believer that knows his rights, his privileges, his authority in Christ Jesus, knowing where you are seated with Christ, knowing that your spiritual status had changed. You are conscious of it every time that you and the devil you are not on the same pedestal. You tell him every time he's a defeated fool. And you know it is a defeated fool. And you command him to obey what a defeated fool will obey. He will run terrified from you. That's it. Hello? That's it. Amen? Amen? So, stand in the authority where God has given you. And I'm still challenging you. You need to exercise yourself in this authority from time to time. Amen. Anytime the devil knows, because he understands, he's very aware of the power that backs a believer's authority. He knows, like we have been sharing, that the value of any authority is based on the power behind it, the force behind it. So the only way the devil can dominate us as believers is to trick us into believing that he's more powerful than us. Praise God. And actually it's not. Amen. That's why the Bible warns us. He said, be careful of the wiles of the devil. The tricks. He's a trickster. He makes you believe wrong. He makes you believe. Uh, as, as this world is going on, some people are saying, well, I agree with that. Well, I don't agree with that. Don't allow the devil to trick you. It's the word. It's the word. Praise God. I'm not saying I agree with me. I agree with the word. Praise God. It's the word. It's the truth that will set you free. Amen. So when we are conscious of the divine power behind us, we will never again allow the devil to have supremacy over our lives. In any area. Because not only does he back you up, according to Matthew 28, the Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you 
than he that is in the world. Ah, he's inside you and at the same time he's backing you up. That is strong. Praise God. He's on your inside. And at the same time, he's the force behind your life. Wow. No devil from the pit of hell can touch you no more. Come on, say amen to that. Praise God. Yeah, because when we begin to walk in this consciousness, we will face all the cohorts of the enemy, all the demonic forces, and we'll fear them no more. Never. Praise God. Never. Thank you, Jesus. It is vital that we realize our positions in Christ Jesus. Uh, I want to say, state this emphatically. It is important that you know who you are. Amen. You should know where you are seated. Amen. If I ask you where are you seated now, somebody will say, I'm sitting in church. Can't you see, Pastor? I'm on the pew. But that's not where you are. Praise God. Where are you seated? In heavenly places. Where? Far above. Where? Principalities and powers. You are seated with Christ. Praise God. We must live in the consciousness of that. Hallelujah. Live in the consciousness of that. Praise God. And don't forget, it is up to us to exercise our authority in the authority Jesus has given to us. We must constantly exercise that authority. It's not enough for us to know we have authority. We must exercise it. Can we all say that? It's not enough. Say it. It's not enough for us to know that we have authority. We must learn to exercise it all the time. Praise God. It's just like, have you, have you seen people who are trying to, I mean, lose some pounds, like myself, lose some weight? Praise God. Trying to lose some pounds. Then you know all the gymnastic moves. You know every move. You know the, you know the one they do. You know everything. But every morning, come and do it. Say, say no. I'm not late this morning. You know. That person surely will not have the results that those moves. So it's not enough to have the knowledge of it. Praise God. You must actually put it into practice. And God will help us as we exercise ourselves in authority in this season. Amen. Praise God. Let me just share a few facts, more facts about the believer's authority. The believer's authority. Write these scriptures down. Ephesians 1, 19 to 23. You'll read it. And Ephesians 2, 6. In fact, Ephesians 2.6, we are going to read that one now. Ephesians 2.6, can you put it on the screen? 
That authority is yours, whether you feel it or not, whether you know it or not, it is yours. God has delegated that authority. He has given it. He has delegated the power. He has given it to every believer. Yeah, I want you to, because I've been quoting that. And hath raised us up together. You see, when Christ rose from the dead, we also rose with him. Spiritually speaking, we are not who we used to be. The day we accepted Jesus into our life, the, that decision came with some level of implication. And we need to know those things that has implicated us, spiritually speaking. This is one of it. He has raised us up together. When he rose from the dead, we rose with him. And made us sit where? Together with him. Where? In heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. If he's the head, where are the body? The head alone did not go. He went with his body. Praise God. And he's seated in heavenly places. That's where I belong. Far above principalities and powers. And that's why every principality, every power, every demonic spirit, even demons, even Satan, your boss, cannot do that. Your boss cannot do that. I, he dare not do that. Some people say, ah, be careful. Don't talk to Satan like that. Be careful. Don't talk to him like that. He can come after you in the night. See? You have reversed back to the flesh. You have not believed the world. You have not believed the authority that he had given to you. The one that gave the power is backing it up. He's not just saying, go and do this. He's behind you. And in case you forgot that he's behind you, he's also on the inside of you. Praise God. Praise God. Like I told you, it's, it's like that person knowing all the exercise moves and not doing it. You practice it. There are things in your life right now that should not be there. We go and exercise it. Go and start speaking over with the authority of Christ given to you. Things you don't, that are not supposed to be in your life. Don't allow it. You see, uh, uh, tell me about your grandfather. Oh, he also had a eye problem. He died blind. Okay, what about your father? Oh, he struggled with his eye. In fact, stories tell me that he was blinded in one eye. It remained small like this. Like this. The second eye would have gone. Now again, they say, you yourself. Uh, then the doctor, when the doctor hears that, he says, uh, you know these things are hereditary. We are so sorry. But you will have to accept it by faith. Hmm? What? You see that thing that was in your grandfather? That's your father. It's your tongue. And you to accept it by faith. It's my cross. And we are carrying it. A thousand times no. A thousand times no. What is the Bible telling you today? Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Do you understand? 
you exercise that authority. Why? The devil is asking, why? Why should I accept it? Oh, there's an authority backing me up. There's a power backing me up. By the power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you foul spirit out of my body, out of my system. It will not go to the next generation. In fact, my children are sealed. It ends here right now. You will pack your bags and baggages and leave in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, I told you something about him in the first place. Does he? Does he? You think the devil goes the first time you tell him? He might not. Well, he's a roaring lion. Seeking whom he may devour. Bible says he accuses us, Revelations 12, 9, day and night. He doesn't rest. He's ruthless. He can give you a little bit of relief, but he will come back. What do you do again? Resist him. Tell him you are also relentless. You will not give him a space. You will fight because the winner has been declared. Praise God. I, I, I know some of you. I know some of you. You can't fight when it comes to some areas. I know you. You can't fight. Praise God. I mean, you, you, you can imagine you going to the bank and, uh, and, um, and uh, you tell the cashier, uh, take this money, it's $1,010. And the, the cashier puts $1,000 in and... Uh, and uh, while you were going with the receipt, you saw $1,000. What's going on? And the cashier is telling I tried now. $1,010. I put in $1,000. It just remained $10. Ah, you see how you are laughing. You see how you are telling me now. Did you work for it? You, you begin to ask some questions. Some of you take it to the next. Where's your money? I'm not leaving. Where's your manager? What are you doing there? You are fighting for your right. Just ten dollars. In fact, this is the cashier is telling it's just ten dollars. He said it's not. It's not the ten dollars. That's when you know the principle. He says it's the principle behind it. Isn't it so? He says it's the principle. It's not the ten dollars. It's the principle. You now know the. the devil. He comes again, you resist him. You, he comes again, you fight him to a standstill. Uh -huh. That's how he Praise God. Amen. I know some people are going to resist the devil tonight. You resist him. You will now do an assignment. You are going to mark those areas of your life. Praise God. That's well in this area, okay. In this area, there are one or two things. I need to change this. Those things that are not lining up with what Jesus promised you, it is time to now exercise your authority. They have been there all this while because you have not exercised it. You have allowed it to stay. Praise God. You have allowed it to stay. Take those things one by one. I say this one is a six-week battle. We'll go for it. 
It has stayed a long time, but your time is up. Let me exercise my authority over this. The authority that the Lord Jesus gave me. I have not used it on this issue before, but I will use it now. Praise God. And you will see. Say, ah, so life can be like this. It can be like that. Life can be like that. Some of you, your graduates here, have given you one job to start with, and you have remained on that job for a while. Hmm. No. I said no. You will change it. Some of you are doing jobs now. You didn't go to school to read for that job. No. Praise God. Even people who didn't go to school at all, they've exerted themselves. And they are doing something. Amen. A member of this church wants to say, Pastor, do you know my boss in the office, a director, doesn't even have a first degree? I said, yes. <laughs> she walked herself up there. You to walk yourself. Don't even have what you have. Don't have the authority that we are talking about that. Doesn't have it. But walked herself up there. Praise God. There are so many things you have accepted. Say, oh, we thank God. Using thanking God to escape it. No, there are some things. What is yours is yours. I know as from tonight, you will live the better in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Not only in your career, in your business. Is that where your business should be? Is that where your business should be? Have you, exerted, have you exercised your authority? Praise God. Some of us in the area of our health, we have taken, if they open our cabinet, the amount of medication, if you open a pharmacy store tomorrow, it's not too bad. Not too medication. Ah! The doctor is giving you everything, and you are taking it, and you're taking it. Say this one, this one will balance, this one, this one will balance. Ah! Say no! Listen to me. There's nothing wrong with medication. We are being prescribed. Go and do it. What I'm saying is exercise what? Your authority. There is a better life you can live. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Is somebody being blessed? So that's your assignment this week. You make that list of things that should not be. Amen? And don't be shy about this thing. Don't say, oh, I don't want to. No, it's your life. Praise God. Exercise your authority. Mark those things out. Praise God. Mark them out one by one. Things for correction. Uh, no, this one ought not to be. No, this one should not be there. Why is this account always in red? It should not be. Praise God. Exercise your authority. And take correction. Maybe you shouldn't know the way to McDonald's and Tim Hortons for some time. Yeah, that's part of correction. Change McDonald's, change... Uh, uh, he said, what will you eat now? Sandwiches. From who? From my kitchen. The best sandwich in the world. You decorate it, you put everything there. This one is not even in Tim Hortons. It's not in McDonald's. It's not anywhere except my kitchen. 
tailor made, custom built, customized sandwich. And you make it, you slice it. You even put, uh, you know? And somebody saying, oh, where did you get that sandwich from? Oh, otherwise, it's customized. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, it could be error from us. That's why it's in red. It could be, it could be overspending. Why must you go to the mall every week? Why must you go there? Are you a shareholder? Did they give you some shares? Uh-huh. Because you cannot go to such places and not see something. It's on sale. It's on sale. It's on sale. As if your middle name is sale. It's on sale. And then you go. Because you will see something that uh, even a disciplined eye cannot say no. You say this thing is cheap. And that's what they used to get you. They say it's cheap. Then you say, but I don't have the money. Credit card. cha What's it? Reasons why it's in the red. And it could be what is coming in is not just enough. You are not an overspender. You, you, you are diligent with your spending. You have done everything. But what is just coming in is not enough. Then exercise your authority. What you should be using your faith for is projects. Not what you will eat and drink. As a covenant child of God, you are covered in that one. It's projects. I want to buy a house. I want to buy a car. I want to buy this. Uh-huh. Those are projects. You cannot use your feet. But what you will eat, drink, and live in, uh-uh. it, should be a, it should just be a walkthrough for you, a child of God. It's part of the 21 covenants we have with him. Amen? So check. Is this my spending? Is it my lack of discipline? Number two, is it what is coming in is not just enough. I'm not a frivolous spender, but what is just coming in is not enough. Uh, then we have to challenge what is coming in. You are not enough. Uh, so what are we going to do? Is it we are going to school? Is it we are going to go and look for another job? Do you, do you know, looking for job, you can be lazy at looking for job. Do you know that? Uh, some people can uh, uh, Okay, exercise your faith. You are sending out one resume in two weeks. And you are saying uh, the jobs are not there. Even when job sees you, it will excuse himself. So, you're looking for a job. You know, people like you. There are people in this church. There are people. One day, one day, one guy told me, I remember, like four years ago, we were doing exactly what I just asked you to come and do now. Uh, to bring something that represents your dream. About four years ago, the brother said, Pastor, I sent average of 500 uh, resumes, I mean, application a day. Average of 500. I said, you are soon going to be there. Do you know what it takes to send 500 resumes? I mean, 500 applications to click it? 500. How many minutes are in a day? If he's doing one per minute, how... It means when he resumes in the morning, that's what he had done from beginning of the day to the end of the day. Maybe he took one or two breaks. Now, tell me, if you do that consistently for two or three weeks, uh-uh. in fact, by the time you get the phone call, first phone call, you say, you say which one? 
<laughs> which province or which which company is that? You, you yourself will first be confused. Did I apply here? Did I apply here? Did I apply there? You say, excuse me, you, you, you will learn some tricks about uh, responding to interview calls. You say, what, which company did you say you called from again? And you tell you the name of the company, you write it down. Say, oh, just give me a minute. Is there a number I can call you back from? Is there a number I can call you back? The person gives you the number and says, okay, uh, just give me a few minutes, I'll call you back. Within the next hour, it has to be hour, because before you do your own search, you know, click, then you now go and look at the, which one is it? Then you start looking, you know, hey, that's the one looking for a job. Not the one that will even send the job to you. They say, eh, I didn't have time. Mm, maybe tomorrow I will apply. Say tomorrow. You know weekend has started. Maybe week what? So there are some things. Exercising. That as you are sending it, you are sending it with the power of God. You are sending it with the authority God has given you. That this one will not be an email junk. It's going right to the person that matters on this matter. You are sending it with angels. Uh, even the angels are begging you, relax now. We've just worked, we've just gone to, uh, we've just gone to our meeting. We are back. We went to Port Gobon. We are back. We went to uh, uh, Niagara Falls. We are back. Uh, give us break now. Aren't you going to go and break? See, he that watches over Israel does not sleep nor slumber. Uh, Praise God. It's exercising authority. Angels are saluting you. Ah, that man, that woman keeps us busy all the time. Praise God. Amen. I said amen. Praise God. Don't worry. The level of authority you'll be commanding, the host of heaven will be glad that you're a commanding officer. Amen. Glory be to God. So let's just quickly go through the following facts, even though our time is fast spent. Uh, okay, let's just keep the facts because I want to really keep to time. Questions. Questions. Let me ask my own questions. So we'll answer the questions together. Then I will throw the floor open for questions as well. Have you been blessed tonight? All right. How do you give place to the devil? How do you give? The Bible says give no place to the devil. So how do you, how do you really give place to the devil as a child of God? How do you give place to the devil? Praise God. How do you give place to the devil? not ignorance thank you by by being ignorant you can give place to the devil say my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge you can give place to the devil the devil will take on due advantage through fear you can give place to the devil through fear praise god praise god through lack of action when you don't like we are encouraging ourselves begin to exercise your authority Lack of action. We can say all this, preach all this, teach all this. Now, then life application comes. You still do nothing. 
have given place to the devil. Because the devil should be fearing you now that you have got some spiritual information. You, you have become dangerous now. Praise God. Praise God. By giving up and not standing our ground, we give, we give room to the devil. You see that? Praise God. Number two, what is the power behind our authority in Christ? What is the power behind our authority in Christ? We have said our authority can only be measured by the power backing it up. What is that power? Who is that power? God himself. God himself. So when we are talking of this authority, exercising our authority, you should not forget the power backing you. It's God, the all power that makes this universe tick is what is backing you. So that's why you know when you embark on any authority venture, you cannot fail. It only means that God has to fail before you can fail. And guess what? He doesn't fail. He doesn't know how to fail. He has no capacity to fail. That's the God we serve. Third question. Third question. Who is responsible to cast out devils? Who is responsible to cast out devils? Who is responsible to cast out? We are. Who are the we? Because we must clarify. The believers. Every believer. Because every believer has been given what? Authority. Very good. You got it where it's coming from. So every believer given authority. So it's the responsibility of believers to cast the devils out. Praise God. Amen. Can't you see what has happened even in America today? We thank God. Many people can have a lot of things about uh, the guy blowing the trumpet. Amen. <laughs> I mean the his excellency, the guy blowing the trumpet. Praise God. But do you know prayer is back in schools in the U.S. now? Oh, yeah. Prayer is back. Praise God. Praise God. I'll take that later. Praise God. He's back. Amen. Number four. When the devil raises his ugly head, what should we do? Oh, come on, clap for yourself. I like you guys. Resist him. Praise God. Clap for yourselves there. Clap, 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 clap. I like that sharp response. Whenever he raises his ugly head, resist him. Before you cry, before you complain, before you say, why me? Resist him. Fight him to a standstill. Praise God. And God will bless you mightily. Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus tonight. Have you learned something tonight? Amen. Praise. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. And Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.